Welcome to Sunburnt Country Music, interviews with Australian country music artists. My name is Sophie and I have been interviewing Australian country music artists for over a decade and I still love it. I love their stories, I love their insights and I love their music. So I hope you enjoy hearing from them on this podcast. Claudia Tripp is an artist from Perth in Western Australia who was a grand finalist in this year's Toyota Star Maker competition. She released the single I Only Miss You When I'm Drunk late last year and she now has a new single, I'm Never Drinking Again. Hi, Claudia. Hi, how are you going? I'm very well, thank you. And I think the obvious first question to ask is whether those songs are related to each other. <laughs> it would seem it. Um, I feel like, I don't know what it is about country lately, but so many drinking songs have inspired me and... Um, that one, I really wanted to do a song that I was like, if I sing it to a crowd, most people have said that in their lifetime. So, yeah, I'm never drinking again. Was born. It's a pretty, um, it's a pretty wistful song though. It's there's a slower tempo tempo to it than the last one, and it suggests a more reflective state of mind. So I'm wondering if that was the case when you were writing it. Yeah, definitely. I was very lucky to collaborate with some awesome people on this one. I had written that chorus idea, and then I brought it to the amazing Rachel Farhim, and she co-wrote it with me and then when I took it into the studio with M Squared uh, in Melbourne they just brought it to life um, in a whole new way and we co-wrote most of the um, or rewrote most of the verses so very much collaborative effort and it it just ended up as something so much more and so much different than it started with. So did you rewrite it because when you went to record it they had a had a different idea of what style of song it was than the one you had? They were quite similar. I think just um, trying to get the story told the best that it could be. Um, Yeah. And there were still lots of lyrics that were work in progress and stuff. So taking it to them was just like polishing it all off. And you and Rachel experienced collaborators, as in experience with each other. I know you both (laughs) with other people. Yeah. um, That was actually our first ever co-write. And yeah, we've kind of followed each other online for a long time and yeah, I love her, love her music so much. So yeah, it was the first first collaboration. Hopefully, many more. <laughs> so does that mean that you sent her a message or something? Said like, or vice versa? Like, hey, we should do something together. Yeah, I think it was COVID as well. Like lots of um, lots of co writes happened that kind of time in lockdown. So, um, because I'm imagining that was a Zoom co write for you because you're in you're on the west coast. She is not. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I've um, the only co-writes I've ever done have been on Zoom and only about three or four of them. So everything else has always been me in my bedroom. So it was a very nice change. I suppose that is a limitation for you being in Perth because so much of, of country music and music in general is on the East Coast. And while there are some great things, I'm sure, about being in Perth as a musician, I know the last time we spoke you talked about how many gigs you play. Um, so there are obviously venues there, but for making those connections, even just the logistics of getting to Tamworth, for example, would be tricky. Yeah, it's. Um, I guess it's good now with social media, the world feels a bit smaller and um, I've been able to collaborate with everyone, but it is, it's a long travel time, always happy to do it. And I'm always super excited to get over there. And um, yeah, I'm not sure what the next few years will bring. I'm hoping to travel over a lot more, but yeah, it does make things a bit tricky. Um, yeah. yeah. It's not like you can jump in the car that easily. <laughs> the Nullarbor yeah. is a bit of a hindrance, yeah. Yeah, yeah it'd be a long drive. <laughs> but speaking of Tamworth, you were there earlier this year because you were a grand finalist in the Toyota Star Maker competition. Um, now, even though it was a few months ago, I do want to know what your experience was like because it is a really big deal, Star Maker. There's a lot of preparation, you know, there are months leading up to it. You need to pick songs and rehearse. So overall, what sort of experience did you have? 
It was amazing. Um, working with Cheryl and Tom and the whole team was just really great. And for me, that was my second ever Tamworth. So it was such a good experience to yeah, meet so many more people, do a few more shows than I usually would. Um, yeah, it was so great. So great. And everyone that was a finalist, we all were just like such good friends. And that that actual final night was so much fun. We were all just partying backstage to everyone's songs and so, so beyond happy that Lauren won. She's amazing. <laughs> So was your first Tamworth last year or before 2020? COVID? 2020. Yeah. Oh, okay. The pre-COVID one. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yes, you've only been there in January, which is good. Um, and presumably being from Perth, you're used to heat. So performing yes. in January <laughs> heat wouldn't have phased you. Yes, it does get really warm, but I love it. It's um, it's so nice to be out in the outdoors and not have it be rainy or cold. <laughs> did you have a chance to see many other shows while you were there or did Star Make It keep you pretty busy? No, I tried to get to as much stuff as possible and I booked to be there the, you know, the complete duration of the festival just to right. see as many people. But I think, and everyone can probably relate with Tamworth, there's so many people you want to see and, like, you kind of have to make, you know, <laughs> sacrifice and choices because there'll be three people on at the same time. So I was just going from gig to gig, so it was really great. Now, you mentioned the final night, which is held in Bicentennial Park in Tamworth, so it's an open-air venue usually a pretty big crowd. Um, Did you feel a bit daunted with the size of the crowd? And it's actually, it's a really efficient production that Star Maker final. So it all, I guess it kind of goes past in a blur. It was really great. I hadn't, um, I hadn't played that main stage of Tamworth or any kind of main stage like that before. It was really awesome. And um, I think I just went into it just wanting to have fun. I just wanted people to hear the songs that I've written. That was the main goal. Um, and yeah, really good. But a few months prior, I had just done Telethon, which was held here at Perth's Arena. So I think that I got all my like scared big stage nerves out there. So I could just probably enjoy to, um, Star Maker. Because you have been doing um, a, a few festival sort of things. I saw you played at the Muster, Perth, mm-hmm. sharing a stage with Lee Kernigan and Casey Chambers mm-hmm. amongst others. So I'm guessing that was a big festival. That was amazing. I think they had about 15,000 people there in the end, which was, it was so good. I just... They reached out to me and said, we'd love to add you to the lineup. So it was a really nice experience and, yeah, such a good crowd. Everyone just loves country music there and it was my first muster, so really good. Was it related to the Denny Ute muster or it was just a different muster altogether? I think all di- altogether different, but um, <laughs> there are so many and there's so many popping up now where I'm like, which ones are related? <laughs> yeah. I do think uh, technically it can be quite difficult to play those shows. Just you know, people from the audience may not realise, but, you know, you're bumping in, you're bumping out. There's a lot of colour and movement. It's, it's sound check is not exactly, even <laughs> if you have one, it's not a sound check with the audience there. So it's it's a different sort of experience. So I guess um, it's exciting. But, yes, as you said, it's, it's a bit nerve-wracking as well. Yeah, it was really good. And um, I think one of the main things was it started raining a bit. So they have to bring all the foldbacks you know, back to the stage and trying to figure out what we're going to do. And there was a, it's a bit touch and go of when are we going to play? But it was really, in the end, it was like cleared up by midday. So all good. Yeah, And it must have been lovely to have them reach out to you. You must feel like, oh, yeah, people know who I am over here. It was so nice. And I think they they wanted someone local and it was just um, nice to have been on their radar and be the, the local one because there's, yeah, it was nice to have um, uh, like country acts come to WA because a lot of the time it's, like me going over there to see them. So really nice to have everyone here in WA for once. Yeah. And I'm guessing you enjoyed being an audience member too once you performed. Love it. Love it. It's an event I would have gone to either way. So really enjoyed it. 
And you've also been pretty busy supporting Travis Collins on his recent tour. Um, Now, Travis is an incredible live performer, so you probably enjoyed being in his audience as well after you played each night. Yeah, he was so great. And um, him and his whole band were so nice. And it was just so great to catch up and, yeah, and to see that show. Amazing live show. And it must be it must be really gratifying for you to you know to you're releasing some songs, you're working at your craft, you're playing live, and then to have these opportunities come up. It's it is fantastic. It's amazing. And I've been so lucky the last like six or twelve months with so many supports. Um, you know, like Daryl Braithwaite and uh Russell Morris and people like that who I love. I love that like old rock music that's um it's been so much fun to do all those gigs. So I just love it. I love being part of people's shows as a support. It's really great. Uh, which is a great attitude to have because you could go the other way and you could think, oh, no, these people don't know me. What's going to happen? <laughs> no, it's so nice. And I always kind of make the, the joke on stage and just say, like, because so many people stick around and then they say hi after. Some guy at the Travis show got me to sign his head. <laughs> and it's like I always I always make the joke of thanks for sticking around when you you guys aren't here to see me. You don't know who I am. You're just like looking at the time waiting for the main act to come on. So it's really nice when they go into that show wanting to discover a new artist. And I think a lot of country music fans do that. So it's a really nice feeling. And I suppose that's where all your experience as a live performer comes to the fore because you are used to playing in lots of different sorts of venues, you and your guitar, and trying to entertain people but also hoping they'll pay attention. So when you're in an environment where people don't know you, I guess, yep. yeah, that's, that's that's not so different from what you're already doing. Yeah, totally. And um, I've played so many, I mean, so many of my gigs that I do regularly are a cross between playing when nobody really wants to listen and then playing when people really want to listen and, right. and are so engaged. And, um, yeah, so I think I've gotten to a point where I'm super ready for anything, <laughs> happy to be listened to, happy to not be listened to. <laughs> um, and I also realised when I asked that question, it sounded like I was saying, no one knows who you are. No, no, I just mean in that pub environment. <laughs> It's no, tricky no. everyone's talking, you know what I mean? Like they're just, there's so much noise and stuff going on that people can just ignore the yeah. musicians. They want the music there, but, you know. But but also it's it's a very fair point. I haven't been in the country scene that long. I've been playing music and playing live music for a really long time. Um, so especially in Perth, um, a bunch of people know me, but I'm pr- very new to the scene and especially country music. I feel like I've just, I'm very fresh. So, <laughs> yeah, I um, just want to get get into as many as many lineups as possible. Yeah. Well, you are succeeding at that and I presume you're still playing quite a few gigs around town too. Yes. Yeah. As much as I can really. Um, I love a, you know, a band cover show every once in a while is always good fun. And um, yeah, trying to do much more original stuff and especially with the new release coming out. Um, I've got my own headline show in a couple of weeks to launch that. So Yeah. <laughs> And have you had much time to write some other new songs? As in, are you looking ahead to recording some more? A little bit, yeah, locking in some recording sessions, um, always writing on my own, but definitely want to try write with more people in the near future. Well, this song has worked out beautifully. As I said, it is quite a, quite a wistful song and um, <laughs> I was expecting something. I was expecting more like a I'm never going to drink again song and it was more like, oh, yeah. You're sad, but um, it's a lovely song. So congratulations and uh, hope to hear more music, new music from you soon. Thank you so much. I'm so excited for everyone to hear this one. Thanks, Claudia. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Sunburnt Country Music Podcast. For more Australian country music interviews and reviews and other things, go to sunburntcountrymusic.com or to Sunburnt Country Music on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok.